This is Zareen Caldwell, welcoming you to the beginning of Season 4 of The Soul Salons. I've titled this episode, All You Need Is Love, because I feel that's what all of us need more of at the moment. I don't know about you, but 2020 has been a particularly lonely year for so many of us. Loneliness is an epidemic, especially in the West, I think, and it has been made that much worse by the crazy shutting down of societies that many of us have experienced. One spiritual work that sustains me when I am feeling down is a book called The Hidden Words, which is one of the seminal mystical works in the Baha'i faith. I have picked it up at various times in my life, and it seems fresh to me every time, perhaps because I feel like I get new insights with every reading. This text covers a number of different themes, but God's love for us is definitely one of them. Let me just read you a couple of passages on this idea. O son of man, it begins, veiled in my immemorial being and in the ancient eternity of my essence, I knew my love for thee. Therefore I created thee, have engraved on thee mine image, and revealed to thee my beauty. And here's another one. O son of man, I loved thy creation, hence I created thee. Wherefore do thou love me, that I may name thy name and fill thy soul with the spirit of life. To me, it's like God is reaching out to us and asking, what happened to this deep relationship that I created you for? Most of the approximately 150 passages in the Hidden Words are not much longer than the ones I just read. You can probably read the whole book in an hour or two, but I recommend downloading the Hidden Words from the Baha'i Reference Library online and meditating on about one passage a day. That's time well spent. Another theme that I find uplifting in this work is a reminder of our eternal nature. During a time when many people have probably thought more about death than they usually do, the following passage may be reassuring. O son of man, it begins, Thou art my dominion, and my dominion perisheth not. Wherefore fearest thou thy perishing? Thou art my light, and my light shall never be extinguished. Why dost thou dread extinction? Thou art my glory, and my glory fadeth not. Thou art my robe, and my robe shall never be outworn. Abide then in thy love for me, that thou mayest find me in the realm of glory. You may have noticed that the three verses I just read all began, O son of man. I think it's important for me to clarify that this is used as a collective noun, meaning humanity. And here's another verse with the same ideas about humanity's divine heritage. This one starts, O son of spirit. O son of spirit, my claim on thee is great, it cannot be forgotten. My grace to thee is plenteous, it cannot be veiled. My love has made in thee its home, it cannot be concealed. My light is manifest to thee, it cannot be obscured. The idea that we are a reflection of God's light appears in both of these passages. Love is mentioned again too, here expressed as the ultimate love between the creator and created one. If I were to summarize the whole hidden words, I would probably say that it revolves around God telling us how loved we are and how much capacity we have, and yet similarly questioning why we have turned aside from his path and sunk, in many cases, into a life of heedlessness and pride. I studied the hidden words from a fairly young age, actually. My father led institute programs on the mystical works of the Baha'i faith, like the Seven Valleys and the Hidden Words. As I look back on it now, it was an amazing spiritual education to have. 
Before I go back to some of the amazing passages in the hidden words, let me start with an initial historical picture of this work. Baha'u'llah was the book's author. He is the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith. His name is actually an Arabic title, meaning the glory of God. I did an episode on him and another one of his mystical works called The Seven Valleys in the first season of the Soul Salons. As I reiterated then, Baha'is believe that Baha'u'llah delivered a new revelation from God to humanity, and in fact that he was the promised one of many prior religions. In his copious writings, he outlined a framework for the development of a global civilization that takes into account both the spiritual and material dimensions of human life. His teachings are largely focused on unity and peace, but as he was seen as a threat to the established political and religious order of the time, he endured 40 years of imprisonment, torture, and exile. The Hidden Words was written in Baghdad after Baha'u'llah was released from a period of intense suffering in prison. This was in roughly 1857 to 1858. The work was believed to have been dictated to his secretary in different sections while he strolled along the banks of the Tigris River. The text was written in both the Persian and Arabic languages. It was originally called the Hidden Book of Fatima. There's a background story there, too. Fatima was the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad and one of the leading figures of the Islamic dispensation. She was reportedly distraught at her father's passing, and according to the traditions of Shia Islam, the angel Gabriel came to her and revealed passages to bring her comfort and solace. The hidden words, said Baha'u'llah, were the same verses revealed to Fatima. The first passage of the hidden words hints at this mystery and ancient heritage. It says, This is that which hath descended from the realm of glory, uttered by the tongue of power and might, and revealed unto the prophets of old. We have taken the inner essence thereof and clothed it in the garment of brevity, as a token of grace unto the righteous, that they may stand faithful unto the covenant of God and may fulfill in their lives his trust, and in the realm of spirit obtain the gem of divine virtue. I love the idea of a hidden book that has once more been shown and revealed to mankind. I feel like every generation forgets what we were supposed to learn and we have to start all over again. One of the subsequent leaders of the Baha'i faith said that through the hidden words, spiritual realities and truths have been once more reinterpreted and revealed afresh to mankind. I'm going to share with you one of my very favorite passages from the Hidden Words, and it touches on this theme of forgetting who we are. It says, O my friends, have ye forgotten that true and radiant morn, when in those hallowed and blessed surroundings ye were all gathered in my presence beneath the shade of the tree of life, which is planted in the all-glorious paradise? Awestruck, he listened as I gave utterance to these three most holy words, O friends, Prefer not your will to mine, never desire that which I have not desired for you, and approach me not with lifeless hearts defiled with worldly desires and cravings. Would ye but sanctify your souls, ye would at this present hour recall that place and those surroundings, and the truth of my utterance should be made evident unto all of you. Some interpretations of this passage are that it refers to humanity turning aside from the Baha'i revelation when the voice of God called again to mankind. But for me personally, it speaks to a pre-existent place and time that our souls once knew. Don't we all spend most of our lives in a way longing to return to our true home? 
In this verse, though, Baha'u'llah also talks about our souls being defiled with worldly desires and cravings. And this is a common theme throughout the Hidden Words as well. The book is definitely like a love poem, but on the other hand, it is also fairly direct about where we may fall short. Here are a couple of passages as examples. O son of earth, know verily the heart wherein the least remnant of envy yet lingers, shall never attain my everlasting dominion, nor inhale the sweet savors of holiness breathing from my kingdom of sanctity. O son of being, how couldst thou forget thine own faults and busy thyself with the faults of others? Whoso doeth this is accursed of me. Lest we think that our various baser deeds are not noticed, there are some powerful and somewhat scary passages in the hidden words that imply that is definitely not the case. Here's one. O ye peoples of the world, know verily that an unforeseen calamity followeth you, and grievous retribution awaiteth you. Think not that which ye have committed hath been effaced in my sight. By my beauty all your doings hath my pen graven with open characters upon tablets of chrysolite. I'm no gem expert, but I understand that chrysolite, a yellow-green gem also known as perudot or topaz, is one of the hardest naturally occurring minerals. So I guess the point here is that engraving one's deeds on tablets of chrysolite would be pretty permanent. I have to say that I am fairly horrified by this idea of my deeds being displayed on tablets of chrysolite. I certainly hope it's not any kind of public presentation. This is a part of going to the next world that I'm not particularly looking forward to. I guess the bigger point here is that if we knew everything that we said and did was being recorded, would, would we live our lives differently? We've all hurt other people and been hurt in return. But as I finish up this episode, I really don't want to dwell on the negative. The Hidden Words does call us to account for our actions, to be sure, but as I said in the beginning, it also talks about love as the genesis of our creation. As I said earlier, I feel like much of the Hidden Words is about God calling us home, and that's the reassuring part for me, and it points to the higher destiny that we were meant to fulfill, if we can win the battle over our own selves, that is. In a book about the revelation of Baha'u'llah, author Adib Teherzadeh notes that the aim of the hidden words is to detach man from the mortal world and to protect his soul from its greatest enemy, or itself. The book, he says, provides a means by which the bird of the human heart can cleanse its wings from the defilement of this world and resume its flight into the realms of God. The hidden words is not merely a book to be read, but rather one should aim to put into practice its counsels. Here's a last verse to reflect upon. O my servant, abandon not for that which perisheth an everlasting dominion, and cast not away celestial sovereignty for a worldly desire. This is the river of everlasting life that hath flowed from the wellspring of the pen of the merciful. Well is it with them that drink.